BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Well, well, well. Matt, Sarah is on the toilet and vomiting, so it's just me, Jim Norton. We attempt to get him on, but Chris, the producer, says, Fuck Matt, Sarah. I don't care for that type of talk. Ioanni and Jacek blows us off, and Stipe Miocic calls in. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, we need a new intro for when Matt is sick. It is just Jim Norton and Chris, the producer. Now, I would have, Matt's a good guy. And apparently last night, Matt's daughter, I guess, has got, a, you know, kids get colds or whatever, a flu, and Matt's got a bit of a bug. So he didn't want to wake me because he knows I do the Jim and Sam show on Sirius in the morning. So I get an email when I, um, you know, I don't check my email when I wake up, you know, I don't even check the gender of the person next to me. It's usually I'm alone, I'm kidding. So I, uh, I check my email after the radio show and I see that Matt's not going to make it in today. Um, I wish that you, I know you guys didn't text because you want to wake me, but you won't wake me at all. Okay. So I didn't have time to get a co-host, or I would have gotten someone. I'm happy to do it with you. Oh, thanks, man. And by you, I mean Chris, the producer, for anyone who's just to bring you in. Um, you know, I'm used to doing things alone. I do my stand-up alone, so I'm fine being alone, but it's nice to have a, you know, a friend to chat with. You feel weird when you're talking by yourself, because you start to get into these places there's no one to bounce it off of. Like, I'm amazed by guys like, uh, what's his name, Scott uh, Farrell, who could do six hours of radio alone. You know Scott is a sports radio guy? He's a really smart guy, really good radio guy, and can literally talk about fucking hockey defense for four hours. I know nothing about hockey defense. I know there's a puck and people get hurt. So um, it's kind of fun. I'm doing some stand updates in Europe starting very soon at the end of the month. I'm going to uh, Oslo, Norway, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, Denmark, Antwerp, Belgium, and one other place. I can't remember where it is. Thank you very much. And apparently I'm going to be there around the time they're asking if I want to go to the fight. Oh, yeah. Gustafsson's fight. When's right. Gustafsson's fight? Let me look it up right I'm now. guessing it's a Saturday. Yeah. Who's he fighting? Um, I don't remember. Let me see. Mark Hunt is fighting Derek Lewis. I know that's in New Zealand. Remember when I asked Robert Whitaker if he'd ever been to New Zealand? <laughs> the fucking asshole that I am. He was nice about it, too. He was very nice about it. I just misread the prep sheet like a fool. And today on the uh, podcast, unfortunately, we don't have Matt. We do have Stipe Miocic calling in, and we also have Yorani and Jacek calling in. So we have the uh, the champions, yes. the uh, main event and the co-main event. Uh, uh, Gustafson versus Glover Teixeira, which oh, is a great right. fight. Awesome. What's the uh, co-main on that? Uh, oh, now. Volkan Yuzdemir versus Misha Serkinov. Who did he just fight, fight, Yuzdemir? 
Um, OSP, I believe. Oh, right, yeah. He stepped in on short notice. That's Sunday, May 28th, is that fight. And I wanted to start today by talking about the um, Canelo Alvarez versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. boxing match. Here's how little I give a shit about boxing. I only know about it because Dana tweeted a picture of himself with tickets. That's how I know. I just blew my nose. Hopefully you didn't hear it. Did that mic thing work when I stopped it? I mean, it, I probably didn't really pick up. It's okay. We can cut it out. Did you hear it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the room. It's hard for me to tell. Okay. No, that was fine. That worked. And I had nothing to do. I was hanging out with a young lady who had no intentions of having sex with me. So I'm like, let me just watch this fight. And I happened to turn it in as the main event was starting. You know, Canelo Alvarez is a ferocious Mexican fighter and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., you know, he's the son of a legend. They said the people in Mexico kind of took to him because of who his father was and the family lineage. And um, what a shitty fight. Really? I can't stand boxing anymore. I cannot stand it anymore. Now, these guys, they're very skilled guys. I'm not going to call into question anybody's dedication or bravery who does a contact sport. You know, I teach, but I, that, that fucking uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. was horrendous. I tweeted something about his whole strategy was to let Alvarez throw punches until his fucking arms fell off. He did nothing. He would put his head... Did you watch the fight? No, I didn't see uh, it. He was doing this thing. He's taller than uh, Alvarez, and he's putting his forehead to Alvarez, and he literally was throwing like rock'em, sock'em, robot, little teeny punches. It almost looked like an attempt at dirty boxing. And then uh, Alvarez would hit him, and he would just back up into the center of the ring. But his strength is on the ropes. So the only thing is when you get Canelo Alvarez on the ropes, fucking hit him. And there's nothing worse than a man with man tits telling a true athlete how to throw punches. I understand the, the re revulsion that you're feeling listening to this right now. You're not wrong. I get it. But as a fan of boxing, I've watched enough of it over the years to know that that's not an effective... You know, you don't have to be a stand-up comedian to hear a guy on stage going, two Jews walk into a bar. All right, I'm thirsty. You go, no, 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 where's the punchline? You don't have to be a comedian to recognize the punchline's missing. Well, you don't have to be a fighter to recognize... That when you're putting your forehead to his forehead and the ref keeps going, watch the head, watch the head. And you're throwing these little short rock'em sock'em robot punches and it's not being effective. And then he throws a jab and you back up. It's not working. He lost 12 rounds to none. Now, I'm, I'm surprised Alvarez couldn't put him away. Uh, so I'll say this, you know, uh, Cesar Chavez Jr. has a great chin. But he could not put him away and he was getting fucking destroyed. But anyone that thinks that UFC is this dangerous thing, there's no way these guys are taking the beating in their head that boxers are taking. Boxers are taking a much more ferocious beat because there's no leg kicks, there's no takedowns, there's no pressing up. You know, the minute they touch, they break them. Again, it's only a three-minute round as opposed to five, but it's 12. Right. You know. Yeah, but it's sustained concussive blows. Yeah. So I didn't really enjoy it at all. The only good part of the Alvarez fight was at the end, they bring in Triple G. They walk him up, which was kind of douchey. And I like Triple G. He's like the only fighter I really, uh, you know, Glavka, I like him. They walk him up with boom, 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 boom. That fucking Seven Nation Army song by Jack White, which has been in my head since Saturday. <laughs> and they walk him out from the back like he's about to fight. Which was kind of cheesy. Let's just bring him up. You don't need to walk him out like he's walking into the ring. And they announced that in September there's going to be a Canelo Alvarez uh, Triple G fight, which people really want to see. And that is a fight that should be great. I think that will be a great fight. That's one I really want to watch. Maybe boxing is finally taking a page at the UFC's book and going, oh, if you give people fights that they want to see, they'll watch. <laughs> yeah. But Dana 
said something about now he goes, we lose our September date, Connor and Mayweather. Why can't they do two big fights in September? What the fuck is with boxing that they can't hold two big events in one month? Right. Or one month apart? Well, it was September 16th specifically, so I think they were looking at that date, so I guess we're... Why, is that why it. Alvarez is doing it, you think? Is that why Alvarez and Triple G are doing it, you think, to compete with Floyd Mayweather? I don't know. I mean, if it's not locked in, there's there's always rumors leading up to the Connor Floyd fight that they, there's like, uh, you know, they're trying to reserve the arena, but maybe that's what it was for, not that fight, you know. It's so annoying. So annoying boxing's hierarchy all these different fucking promoters and by the way who are these women smiling in the ring behind i took pictures of it these two models fucking dumb smiles on their face <laughs> behind the loser he just got his head kicked in for 12 rounds take that stupid smile off your face were they ring girls i don't know who they were but they stood they could they're like getting their dumb they look like me photobombing <laughs> except they were fuckable yeah who the fuck are they? Hey, boxing, stop it. Stop with 50 people in the ring. Oh, it's the worst. I really turned on boxing. And again, I admire what they do. They're, they're of course, amazing athletes. I'm not criticizing them as professionals or as athletes or their bravery. But Jesus Christ, the fucking look on her face. Just stand there. What are you smiling at? This guy just got beaten up. And Julio Cesar Chavez... Who's I, I never I, look the guy I think at one point went eighty something and oh I mean he's a warrior, a, one of the most underrated fighters in history. His name should be spoken about with Ali, with any of them. I think he had the longest undefeated streak ever, till he finally lost, and he was fairly graceless when he lost. Was it to Meldrick Taylor he lost? I'm going by crazy memory. I could be totally wrong. Mm. Who did he finally lose to? Pernell Whitaker maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Let me see. There's a lot of wins to go through. But Chavez is sitting there um, with a Chavez headband. First of all, you are Julio Cesar Chavez. You don't need to wear a Julio Cesar Chavez headband. We know who you are. Everyone knows who you are. You're a legend in the sport. He had a draw against Pernell Whitaker. Okay, Pernell Whitaker was, was the draw. Yeah. And how, what was he up to that point? That He was 87-0 and 0 at that point. 87-0. and 0. How is that guy not mentioned... With Rocky Marciano and uh, Larry Holmes. I know they're heavyweights and he wasn't, but so what? Right. Anyway, he was looking at his kid like, what the fuck? Boy, are you an embarrassment. Nah. I mean, the guy's now, he's 50 and three. He's not a bum. But anyway, boxing finally announced uh, a good fight that I really want to see. I, I just can't watch it anymore. I can't watch it. And this confirmed why I don't watch it. Again, there's a lopsided UFC matches and there's a lot, but they have so many big ones that the next time you move on to the next one. This doesn't work. You move on to the next one. The problem with the UFC is the weight cut. Yeah. I see a lot of fights. But again, there's so many events, you know. But I don't give a shit about any of the undercard fights on boxing. I don't know any of them. Yeah, I would say most people don't know. They don't, right? No. So whatever. I mean, it was fun to watch, but it was really annoying. And um, I'm looking forward to May the 13th. It, it just reaffirmed what I love about UFC. And congratulations, by the way, to Conor McGregor. And I don't know his girl's name. It's D. Devlin. They finally had a baby. I, didn't, I thought that was farther off. And I got to be honest. You know, I'm looking at photos of Conor and his girl online. Every picture of them, he's smiling. So he's probably a really easygoing, good fella. He seems like really happy with his girl. So I hope that they, uh, I don't know, do they have a boy? Oh, Conor Jack McGregor. They had a boy. So congratulations 
to Connor. I doubt he listens to this podcast, but you know, to any friends of Connor who may hear the podcast, congratulations to your pal. Uh, you know, I don't understand the desire to want to have a kid, but you know, when you're on top of the world and you had a girl you love, you might as well. Right. So now we'll see what happens with him and Mayweather. I mean, I could care less about that fight either way. I'd rather watch that. Although, I don't know, Triple G, Alvarez is a big fight. I guess Dana knows not to compete with that one. Right. Well, but, I want to see the Conor fight happen just because it's like I want him to get back into the octagon. So You just get into the octagon already. Yeah. Just get into the fucking octagon. Holy shit, did boxing drive me crazy, though. Dana went to the fight. I'd love to ask Dana what he thought of that fight. Chappelle was there. It looked like there was some fun people there. Right. But I just can't get into it like I used to and I want to. Canelo Alvarez is a savage. Like he's a fun fighter to watch, man. He's he was so many it was watching a guy with a skill level so much higher than the guy he was fighting. I feel like that happens too. I think that's part of it. I mean, I'm I don't watch boxing at all, but it feels like there's a lot of those matchups. Even Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Mayweather just seemed on a different level, even as good as Pacquiao is. So well, Pacquiao's saying he had a shoulder injury. Okay. And it was also thirty seven years after anybody gave a shit. <laughs> right. You know, it was like, fucking stop it. We want the fight. Like when Ali Foreman fought, they fought when you cared. When Ali Frazier fought, you cared about those fights. You wanted to see Ken Norton fight Foreman. You wanted to see Ali fight Ken Norton. These fighters all happen. They all happen now. It's, well, this Golden Boy promotion's got to talk to this promotion. And by that time, it's seven years down the road. And you're like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Now, I don't know what ever happened, by the way, with Pacquiao because he, uh, he got hurt. He said his shoulder was hurt. And then people started the class action lawsuit because he was claiming that he was uh, healthy and people bet on him. So as a fighter, you got to be careful to say, I, went, I knowingly went in when I was hurt because people are going to sue you because they bet on you. Right. Well, that happened with Cain Velasquez where he gave an interview and he said he couldn't sit or you know his back was hurt. And they were like, well, you can't fight then. You know, they had to pull him out of his fight. That's different. Yeah. That wasn't people suing him. Like, you know, people sued. But I do remember that. Right. And uh, people sued. So I'm guessing he changed his... His mind. And uh, in a little while, we do have... And this is why, you know, that the JDS, uh, uh, Steve Miocic fight, that first one was such... It's one of the best heavyweight fights I've ever seen. I don't want to talk about it much. I'm just repeating what I'm going to say to Stipe. So I'll just save okay. it for when he calls in. I'll praise that amazing fight, which Stipe did lose. And I, and I did think Junior deserved to win the fight. It was a really close, yeah. great fight. Uh, a lot of news in the UFC or MMA in general. Uh, did I tell you somebody got mad at me on Twitter? No. I had to address him. He's like, you know, fucking, why don't you quote your sources? Like, I guess something was said on Ariel Hawani that we quoted. But it's like, I'm not not quoting. We, we just go out and get quotes. Chris will grab quotes. And a lot of times they're quoted on 10 different sites. Right. So you don't always think of that. You just, you're copying and pasting a quote. And I like Ariel. He's a friend of mine. No one is trying to not quote any of these other pods. I don't give a shit. They say it on the fighter and the kid. I'll mention them. I like those guys. Right. No one is trying to, sh to shortchange another outlet. You just don't think of it when you're talking. You hear a fighter says something. I don't give a fuck where they say it, but maybe we should when we know we can credit it, to credit it. Maybe yeah. it's my fault that we haven't. Maybe you've written it down and I just haven't paid attention. Well, no, well, but it's also, you know, he's probably referring to Anderson Silva, a bunch of the quotes he was on Ariel's show, but okay. Ariel's not saying, it's not his quote, it's Anderson Silva's quote, so we're just quoting Anderson, you know. But yeah. I, I get what I get. But if he's on Ariel's show, I'm happy to say it. There's yeah. no reason not to. You, we just, you just talk, you just grab in quotes. Right. And Dana White, where, where was he when he said it? Um, I know I know he wasn't on Ariel's show, so I don't know where he was. Right, probably ESPN. But Dana responded to Anderson because Anderson's been saying talk about retirement, and Dana, like uh, Chris said before the show, is pretty much calling his bluff. And he said every time I've for the last however many years deal with Anderson, it's always interesting. He wants an interim title. Obviously, we're not going to do an interim title. 
He's coming out publicly, and you know my philosophy on that. If you ever say the R word, which I've certainly been called. Oh, wait, this is a different one. He means uh, retired. Uh, You should probably do it anyway, you know? If you're ever considering retirement, you should probably do it. Something tells me that was Dana. And I love Dana White because you know what Dana is? He can be a hothead. (laughs) 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 But that to me is what's so great about him is you get... You pretty much get however he feels at that moment. He and, and he'll retract. Like he'll go, ah, I mean, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Hey, if he's thinking of fucking retirement, let him retire. You know. That's my terrible Dana White impression. Or maybe he's just, you know, like sick of the, the conflict and the problems. I don't blame Anderson for being upset. But uh, you know, he you know Anderson's man. He, he he goes, Look, you know Anderson's man. I didn't pull Kelvin Gastelum out. Kelvin Gastelum smoked weed, he got busted, and you know we've done everything we could to make another fight for Anderson. So it's nothing we did. And this comes down to something I've wondered about Kelvin Gastelum, who I don't know. Have we had him on or no? Yeah, we talked to Kelvin pretty recently before leading into right, this okay. fight when it got announced. Yeah. Right. Um, my memory is terrible, by the way. No reflection yeah, on Kelvin. But Kelvin, what are you doing you, when you have this massive fight scheduled? It's almost like, is it a self-destructive thing? Is it guys not thinking? Like you had Anderson in Brazil. That's a massive fucking fight how much time do you think anderson has he's 41 right you know you had him you had him signed for the fight you're ready to go and then you get popped and they vacated didn't they didn't they uh, call it a no contest yeah his win over vitor is overturned is yeah. now overturned was yeah. it because of the same reason yeah <clears throat> because within a certain amount of time they can't tell when you smoked it correct right and in competition is 12 hours before 12 hours after a fight so if you smoke 10 minutes after the fight or whatever, you know. They don't know if it's a half hour before the fight. Right. So in that case, they're not being just anti-pot dickheads. They just don't know. What was he thinking to do that? I would love to ask him, like, you're not a stupid guy. Yeah. You know the rules. What do you think? You saw this not going to catch you? They, they fucking catch everything. Here's a piss sample from the late 80s. Got you. <laughs> right, Those well, guys that, don't fuck around. Frank Mir, right. It's, it's, uh, so he's calling for a rescheduled bout with Anderson on Twitter. My apologies and respect to Spider Anderson. I can't make it to the dance in Rio. How about we dance in New York in July? You know, I get it, but you didn't. You could have made it to the dance. You know, you didn't. You didn't get uninvited to the dance. You basically, and I hate to use dance analogies, you threw your dancing shoes out. <laughs> I know. If he was here, he would fucking drill a left into my jaw, and he wouldn't be wrong. But what are you doing to do that, man? You, it's, it's like you know. Again, me as a comedian, I can only make relative comparisons. It's like me on Twitter. I have a big gig coming up. Like, say I'm going to do the Tonight Show or something, and then I go on and tweet a bunch of angry racist stuff. You know, not even jokes. Like, I know I'm sabotaging whatever I'm doing. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I thinking to do that? How do I not think that's going to come back and bite me? So I I don't know what he's doing. He seemed to be doing really well. He had some weight issues. He moves up to middleweight. He's doing great. And then he fucks up this giant fight. So I don't know if he's a listener or not, but Calvin, I would love to know you're such a fun fighter to watch, and I really like you. Yeah, well, because that Anderson fight's a career maker, That's too. A, a That's a huge, and it's a big fight for Silva. Absolutely. Because Anderson wants to fight for the belt again. You're not getting an interim title. Bisping's healthy. Ready to, he's ready to fight GSP. You're not, you know, maybe the winner of that. There, there's the chance at your super fight. Okay, on the outside chance that Anderson, uh, let's say Anderson beats Calvin. I'm not saying he would, but let's just say he did. If you're Anderson. You beat Kelvin, then you either have GSP or a fucking title shot at Bisping again because you've kind of worked. So it's a huge fight for Silva. Yeah. And it's a huge fight for Kelvin Gastelum, and he blew it. It made perfect sense. That's what's frustrating. It's a per- that, that's like a, like you're saying, there's so many possibilities either way, whoever wins. 
Um, and Diaz says he accepted a fight with Tony Ferguson at 213, but he changed his mind. He was talking to Ariel, by the way, for people. Oh, was he? <laughs> yes. They're trying to pressure me to fight Tony Ferguson, but what the fuck? I'm going to cover for Connor and do his work while he's out making fucking millions of dollars fighting boxers and shit. Until it's all until it's all the way right financially or somebody steps their game up and makes me want to fight him. I'm not fighting because I don't want to fight anybody who doesn't want to make me want to fight. Look, I get it. Okay, you want the big paydays. But fighters, here's what fighters seem to forget. Age is against you. Okay, and the older you get, you don't have as many big paydays coming in. So I'm not saying you take any fight you can. Like, you don't have to be Jacare or fucking cowboy who fights, you know, every 11 minutes. But there has to be a point where you go like, okay, I can't get the title fight right now. This sucks. But who says you have to fight in, in that division? Can't you move up or move down away if you want, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I think that would have been a great fight. Him against Ferguson, I think people would have enjoyed that. Oh, of course. What do you think happens with Khabib Ferguson? Does that get rescheduled or no? I, I mean, I don't know anything about like personally about how Khabib's health is, but I, I it just seems like he's not going to be able to make that weight. Is and his health still fucked up? I, I don't know, but you can't trust necessarily that he's going to be able to make the weight because he's missed weight before as well. So Yeah, that wasn't his first time. No. So what do you do? I mean, it's like, how do you give a big fight to him? Connor will never fight him now. Like, you know what I mean? Why would he? Because it's like there's a huge amount of money unless you guaranteed his money. Right. Which I don't see the UFC doing. I don't see them guaranteeing, you know, his, I, I almost said purse. <laughs> I hate the word purse. That's right, though. I know, I know. I just hate saying it. And uh, Ferguson has talked about uh, Conor Khabib and Nate, and he goes, these dudes want to fucking make it soft and be like, oh, money fight, money fight, this and that, money fight. Yeah, that's cool. The money will come to you, but you just got to keep winning. You got to keep putting in the time, but these bitches want to fight like one time and then go and retire. I understand it. You're a pussy. Don't worry about it. You don't want to fight. You're in the wrong sport. Go try tennis. Well, I'd like to apologize to all tennis players <laughs> yeah. because tennis elbow, there are injuries. You fall, You're ligament right. pulls. You're right. That's Tony, I think, trying to drill, grow up a little uh, anger out of Diaz. Yeah, well, he's in a terrible spot because there really is only a handful of guys that he Who the fuck wants fight? to deal with Tony Ferguson if you don't have to? Right. Khabib had to deal with him. Connor may have to deal with him. But who wants to deal with Tony Ferguson if it's not a necessary evil? So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I don't know who he's going to fight. But the Diaz brothers, Nate said, uh, Dana said they're offering them fights and they keep turning the fights down. Right. And I don't know why. Well, in the interview that I you know, watched, Nate was talking about that him and Nick are doing a bunch of um, triathlons and they're like doing races and stuff. And, you know, they're sort of in a position where they don't have to fight if they don't want to. Yeah, but... You're not making money from doing triathlons. No, but they're, you know, they feel like they're in a good spot now. How they old don't are they? Um, Nate's probably 29 and oh, Nick's they're younger than I thought. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Nick is 30, what, 32, 33? Yeah, 33 maybe. All right, you know what? Those guys are younger than I thought. I guess they've just been around for so long. Right. Yeah, he's 33 now. And I'm hearing, by the way, are we getting, uh, is Frankie Edgar going to be in studio or Demetrius Johnson or uh, Rose Namunas? Frankie should be calling in this week. He's uh, in New York, though. Or just not the day that we're in. Probably not the day that we're here. He's going to be in New York. And so is Rose. We're not getting Rose. Heartbroken. <laughs> I love hanging out with Rose. Yeah. She's doing something else, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If she's, I mean, sometimes they come to town because they have different meetings and, you know. I always know if I get pitched them in the morning at the radio show, I want to get them on the podcast, either instead of the radio show or in addition to the radio show. Right. And I guess Demetrius in, and um, Frankie are here on different. But the, well, Frankie's promoting the Yair Rodriguez fight, but what is Demetrius is just doing a victory lap and so is Rose? 
I guess, yeah. I don't know. I could talk to. Uh, talk to I mean, I mean I'm just yeah, kind of I don't know. curious. Right. What do you think about Yair uh, Rodriguez against Frankie Edgar? To uh. me, that's the fight on the card. Nobody is talking about. I'm not, not that they're ignoring it. Everyone knows it's a good fight, but you have two championship fights, so that's what people are kind of concentrating on. Right. But I am looking forward to that fight so much, and I really have no idea uh, who's going to win that fight. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, if Yair. You know, it's not like a, a gatekeeper type of fight, even though Frankie's been around for so long. He's such a... What do you mean gatekeeper a, fight? Just in the sense of like, you know, a young rising fighter like Yaya Rodriguez. It's not like they're just putting him in front of somebody that they know he can kind of beat. This oh, no. Is a, this is a no. as legit as it gets. Frankie's wrestling could be the difference. You know, Yair is very fast. I don't know. I mean, it's it's really, like you said, I don't know who's going to win that fight. Yeah, it's Edgar's, amazing. Edgar is so tough. Yeah. And his cardio is so good. Has Yair done... Uh, has he gone five? I mean, has he has he uh, at that pace? Does he have the type of cardio Frankie Edgar has? You know, that, that's I think a three round fight though. Yeah, that'll be a three round fight. He had a five round fight against Alex Caceres. That's right. I don't that think was it a went to no, no, I don't know. It didn't. Let me let me look. Actually, oh yeah, maybe it did. I'm forgetting. Let me see. My memory stinks too. Nate Diaz is 32 years old. Okay, so those guys are both pretty young. Yeah, the Alex. Yeah, that was a five round fight against Alex Caceres, a split decision. But I but it seemed maybe like yeah, you did slow a little bit. And you know Frankie's not going to. Yeah, but I mean, he, Frankie loses maybe a slight loss in accuracy. I've always used the comparison. He reminds me of Joanna, the way they fight. Kick, punch, left, left, spin, yeah. kick, kick, punch, left, take down a defense. Ugh, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. And I also want to ask Stipe when he calls in if he's going to attempt the same strategy, um, which was somewhat effective the first time trying to tire him out, but he just couldn't take him down. I mean, I'm wondering if he's worked on his takedowns or if he's just going to not try that again. Right. Yeah, well, you know, Junior wants to box, so you know, if if he can avoid that takedown, then why do you think he wants to box so much? I mean, he's a black belt, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a black belt in jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's just, his his hand skills are just uh, you know. I guess it is best. more fun and less tiring to throw a big booming punch and knock somebody out. Yeah, you know that, that's got to feel really good just to fucking crash your fist into somebody's mouth and watch them fall down for nineteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know how good that I'm watching. By the way, I'm going back over UFC. Uh, uh, fight Pass, sorry, is so good. If you don't have Fight Pass, get it because there's so many uh, amazing features and you can go watch all these fights. I'm going back and watching all the Ultimate Fighters. Oh, you, oh, you did start one. doing that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm still on season one just enjoying it and watching it. I've seen a lot of them already, but I'm going back now and uh, just enjoying it. And it's so weird to see Diego Sanchez as a, uh, you know, a, a 12 years ago middleweight or Kenny Florian right. uh, fighting a 182. You know, to watch these guys so many years, they all look so, Forrest looks like he's fucking 13 years old. Yeah. He's a big, goofy kid. And uh, I didn't watch that when it came out. You know, I've seen moments of it since, and, you know, Stefan, uh, 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 Stephen uh, Bonner, Jesus, yeah. Stephen Bonner, Jesus right. Christ, looks so young. I mean, it's all, it's 12 years ago, I'm thinking of Stephen Bonner. All so many, uh, so many years ago. And then I did a couple of, where are they nows about these guys? Yeah. Like, what, what happened to Bobby South, uh, Southworth, is that his name? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I wonder. It's kind of fun. Uh, I wonder if he shaves. Well, if he does, God, I'm so good at segues. That was good. That's why I'm on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Dollar Shave Club, it really is the smarter choice. Now, we all shave. So you want to get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. Because the thing is, when you go to the store to buy razors, it, it's, it's like going to the bank. You have to have the manager let you into the vault. It's that stupid thing. Uh, can we get a manager at aisle five? Some guy comes over. It's a whole CD operation. Like, I'm not buying drugs. 
I'm buying a, a razor. It makes that noise when they pull them out so that if, if you're stealing, they know. This is an awesome life hack, and it's really a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or to spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving technology you didn't need. When, you, when I use my DSC Executive Razor with their Dr. Carver Shave Butter, uh, shave butter? Oh, it is shave butter. I said that wrong. I write. You got it, yeah. I don't have faith in myself. Sorry, guys. The blade just gently glides down, and it really does give me such a smooth, delightful shave. The Dr. Carver Shave Butter is transparent for a more precise shave, helps prevent ingrown hairs, and it fights razor bumps. You two can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Now, for a limited time, new members get their first month of the Executive Razor with a free tube of their Dr. Carver Shea Butter for only $5. Wow, that's amazing. Only 5 bucks with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. So stop being a chiseler and trying to use the same disposable razor for 30 times. Your face is getting ripped off. It looks, you look like you're shaving in poltergeist. Your face is falling apart. It doesn't look good. Get these. They're inexpensive. The same prices as disposables, and they're much nicer, and they're delivered to you. In your first month box, you get an awesome, weighty handle, a full set of four cartridges, and a tube of their shea butter. Now, after your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There's no hidden fees. There's no commitments. You cancel anytime you like. Now, you can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash UFC. That's dollarshavecom.com slash UFC. UFC. You always want to have a better shave, honestly. You know, I'm doing that because they're sponsors, but even if I, they weren't sponsors, I'd still use them to shave my face. Yeah, of course. I like to be smooth. Oh, you know what? Looks what? like we've got Stipe Miocic calling well, right not, now. I don't want to make Stipe. I thought we were calling him. He called us. What a nice guy. There we go. Uh, do we have you on the phone, Stipe? You. Hey, buddy. How are you? Uh, good. How are you doing? I'm very well. You're talking to Jim Norton. Matt Sarah is sick today. He's vomiting. Oh, that, that's, I think it's a bunch of crap. I do, too. I think he's faking. I think he just wanted to do something else. How's life? I'm good. How you doing, brother? I'm okay, man. Are you finished training for the day? Uh, no, I'm in ESPN right now. Where are you? ESPN. Oh, you're at ESPN. Okay. Yeah, I'm at Bristol. All right. So uh, how are you feeling about uh, the 13th? Oh, I feel great, man. I wish I was here already. You're anxious to get back into the ring with him and, and kind of avenge that loss. Oh, 100%. There's no other question. I, I want you. I want it right now. I got to be honest, dude, that it really is one of, there's a few heavyweight fights that you look back on that, that, that are just a classic fight. And that was, it's one of the great heavyweight fights in, in the UFC of all time. And it's unfortunately you lost the fight. It seemed like in the fifth round, he had just a bit more in the tank. Would you say that was true? Did, just you were a little more tired in the fifth, maybe? Oh yeah, I was exhausted. There's no question. Uh, but you know, I, listen, I lost a fight. There's nothing more about it. I mean, I lost the fight. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. You know what? Uh, lots changed since then. Uh, I'm the heavyweight champ for a reason now because that fight. So, uh, you know, uh, come 13th, it's going to stay that way. You know, it's and you've had your first title defense against Alistair Overeem. Now, was there any? I mean, a lot of guys have a hard time in their first defense. How did it feel to defend your title? The pressure of that, as opposed to the pressure of regular fights and the pressure of gearing up towards the title. Now you have it. Uh, what was there any change in mentality defending it? Uh, you know, there's always pressure defending the title, but I mean, listen, I I love that stuff, man. I, I mean, I got I like shut people up. A lot of people think that you know I should be the champ. A lot of people think I'm gonna lose. I I love it. You know, I'm 
I, I, I would fight different, and I'll, I'll be, I'm ready for this fight. And listen, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm Jack, man. I just wish the fight was here already. I know I keep saying it, but I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked. Lots well, of good attitude to have going into it. I mean, and, and is it different for you now knowing there's a target on your back? You're the guy everybody is gunning for. Yeah, 100. percent There's no question. I mean, I was, I was that guy hunting for that title. You know, I got it now. I know everyone's after what I got, but no one's gonna get it because I, you know, no one trains like I do. No one does what I do. So and nothing's gonna change. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be a champ for a long time, like I said. And now, are you expecting another type of thing? Because you know Junior wants to stand up. Even though he's a... I was interested that you try to take him down. Uh, how many, I'm not sure how many takedown attempts you had in the, in the first fight. His takedown 18. defense... It was at 18, and what did you get him down, once or twice? Oh, yeah. Now, his takedown defense is superb. What was the thinking behind doing that? Were you trying to wear him out a little bit, or did you think your wrestling would be a little more effective than his jiu-jitsu? Uh, you know, I just... I don't know. I just trying to take him down, I guess. It just... It wasn't... A, I wasn't smart about my takedowns. I wasn't real smart about it. I kind of was just trying to take him down i wasn't there's no technique behind it and you know he, he does have great tech uh you know takedown defense but i think uh, you know this fight's different now i have more strategic doesn't mean i'm gonna try to take him down but i'm definitely you know if it's there i'm gonna take it but it's only gonna be there because I, I made it happen not because i'm just gonna go for it now was his uh when you fought him was his uh because you were dominating the fight and again even when he was ahead there was there, you looked good the, the entire fight so was his uh was his cardio what you expected or was it a little better than you expected because he seemed to he got a little bit stronger as the fight went on, which was kind of surprising, to, I think, in the third and fourth and fifth rounds. Oh, yeah, I think me getting tired helped a lot of that, too. You know, if I think if I, you know, would have kept pushing the pace and wasn't as tired because, you know, I, it would have been a different fight. But, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't used to going five rounds. I wasn't used to pushing the pace like that and you know, having someone fight back like that. You know, and, and, you know, like I said, though, two, two and a half years later, three years later, lots has changed. You know, I definitely know what it feels like. I've been through it before. Uh, you know, and I, I know what to expect. Well, you guys both have to go in knowing that you're, you're both fighting guys that hit really hard, are extremely accurate, and both of you could take a punch because that was a, that was a trim, that was a war, and and you were both still standing at the end of it. So, is that disheartening? Do you think for you both as fighters that as hard as you fought, the other guy just what you couldn't get rid of him? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely. I mean, <laughs> we were just throwing bombs, man. And people were landing, and uh, you know, now we're, we're, we're willing to go down. I mean, that's what people want. But you know, also people want knockouts. <laughs> they do, yeah. People do enjoy a good knockout. I mean, we were just talking about that before you you called. I was wondering if that was part of it because this got to feel good too. Plus, it's it's so grueling being up against the cage. Obviously, were you trying to tire him out when you were holding him against the cage, or like you said, were you just just kind of uh, not sure what you were doing at the moment? No, no, I knew I was, I was definitely trying to get him tired, you know, which I think I was getting myself tired too at the same time because I think I was uh, over over analyzing everything, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know, I definitely was trying to get him tired. But, you know, um, listen, I learned a lot from the last fight. So do you think, like, you said something interesting. You said about how you're not uh, going to turn into a rock star as the heavyweight champ. What did you mean by that? Well, I just need a huge entourage. I don't need to wear fancy clothes. I mean, I wore a suit and stuff to, like, Nice stuff like, you know, pressers and stuff, but nothing more than that. I don't need to, like, act like I've been there, done that. I just, listen, I'm, I'm just a normal guy that likes to fight. And now, at uh, your family helps kind of keep you grounded a little bit? Oh, yeah, for sure. If I acted like that, my mom would kill me. <laughs> your mother wouldn't go for it? No, she, she'd murder me. So what do you think it is? Guys get distracted, you think, with the money and with the, and with the fame and with the ads and all that stuff? Oh, 100%. There's no question. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of that stuff happens. You know, people... You know, you have people around you that just, you know, kiss your kiss your ass and tell you that you're the greatest of all time. And then 
you start believing in it and you know start training as hard and you, you know that's yeah I'm, I'm over that i don't need any of that stuff yeah i wonder because i mean mike tyson talks about how it happened to him as the champion like you know i mean you're a married man so but you know he, he was single on the girls or whatever it is the parties and uh have you been invited to that stuff and then just said no i, I can't start behaving this way or i can't start living this way oh no you know i'm, I'm all about party hard you know i'm just joking no man <laughs> i uh Listen, no, man, I, uh, I, I keep to myself. Me and my wife, we live a great life. You know, we have great friends, you know, family. We, we have our shindigs at our house, and, you know, we, we stay local. We don't like to go out too crazy, like downtown or go anywhere else. I mean, if we go out somewhere like, um, like a UFC event, you yeah, know, we'll have fun, but nothing more than that. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really, you know, if, if we get a table at a club down in Cleveland, I, I make sure everyone chips in. I don't pay for the whole thing. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm frugal, man. So I love my friends. But they, they ain't going to get no free. They, they ain't kitchen soup, man. Let me ask you. You said you're frugal. Now, wh- did you grow up with money or without money? Oh, it's soup kitchen. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm never, I've been talking so much today. I've been forgetting what I'm saying. Oh, that's okay. Did, did you grow up with money or you did not grow up with a lot of money? No, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So you've learned, like, because my mother, like, my father would spend, and I'm like my dad, but my mom was smart with money. So when you were growing up, did you kind of get taught, like, don't fuck around. You might not have this forever. 100%. Yeah, my mom worked her ass off, you know, and she, she took care of me. And she gave me, you know, I was definitely taking care of when I was a kid, but, you know, we weren't rich by any means. You know, we worked hard. She worked hard. She kept, you know, she worked night shifts so I could do the fun things. She would take me to practice, knowing damn well she had to go to work at midnight, you know. And you were a Golden Gloves boxer. And uh, do you think that you're wrestling? Do you think people understand that you're a good wrestler? I mean, Division One wrestler. Uh, do you think that gets overlooked? Yeah, it is probably does, but I mean, whatever. I mean, they'll find out the hard way. You don't care. Now, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Now, a lot of the fighters get into acting. Do you have any desire to get into acting? I mean, you're a handsome big dude. I mean, thank you. At least someone recognized it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a creepy uh, compliment. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, the creepier the better for me, my man. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I've been in a few. I, uh, I I was in a movie called American Violence uh, during right after the fight with Verdue for like I was like a cameo kind of. I was a bouncer security guard slash thing kind of i don't know you know whatever and then actually i'm uh and then newly called acts of violence with bruce willis he uh, i'm a muscle-bound thug and he i beat up bruce willis and he throws me over a roof and i die oh that's fun i mean how unbelievable that bruce willis uh, bruce willis beat stipe Miocic. but now did you have lines or was it just kind of yeah. uh, physical i had three lines now were you did were you comfortable doing them or was it awkward for you or did you feel fine no, no, I was actually hanging off a, uh, a cliff, uh, hanging off the uh, edge of a building, you know? So, oh, really? Yeah. How high were you supposed to be? Well, um, it wasn't, well, it was two roofs on top, so it was like over, it was like 10 feet above another roof, and then, then there was, a, you know, the roof to, the, to like, you know, six stories high. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, it was so cool, uh, you know, and then I'd say like, you know, help me up, and it was just a few little, few little lines, nothing crazy, but it was pretty cool, you know, being part of Bruce Willis, and his stunt double, Stuart Wilson, also was an amazing guy. They actually helped me out a lot. Yeah, I did a scene with him in a comedy called uh, Cop Out, a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, he, and he was really, he was a really nice guy. He found out we lived in the same building, so I think he went out of his way. I heard he could be a little difficult, but he was very pleasant to me. Uh, let me ask you, you, you're doing, this is, I think, your first rematch with somebody? Yes. Now, is there anything different about that, fighting a guy who you've already fought before for the first time in your career? Oh, yeah, definitely, because he's not going to win this time. I'm going to win. Now, so, okay, so you, you look at things. So the first fight... Uh, he did seem to have a decent amount of success throwing body punches, and he also did not throw a whole lot of kicks. It was almost a pure uh, boxing match. Are you? Are the body punches affect you at all in that first fight? No, I mean it just it sucked. You know, it kept my distance, kept him from his distance and stuff. And I just, you know, wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to a guy punching me in the stomach like that, jabbing me in the stomach like that, and everything. And uh, 
you know, definitely, uh, you know, definitely to be a different story come come Saturday. Yeah, I mean, again, you've had you've had a few fights since then, and I know you're ready. And do you watch boxing at all? I, we, we, I opened the show talking about Canelo Alvarez against uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Do you watch it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely do. What do you think boxing? You know, it's so funny because UFC to me, like, I again, they're they're, so, they're great athletes and great fighters, but uh, there's just not many things I give a shit about in boxing anymore. It's all UFC. Well, yeah, I think uh, you know boxing is amazing. You know, those those guys. I mean, they're so good at what they do. I mean, it's a combat sport. But I think with the UFC, especially like mixed martial arts, not just UFC. I mean, mixed martial arts is that uh, they, uh, you know, it's as real as it gets, man. There's so many different aspects to you know a martial art. I mean, they could be jujitsu, could be grappling, you know, grappling, uh, kickboxing, boxing, you know, Muay Thai, or whatever. I mean, there's so many wrestling. You just I can go for days, you know, and, and you don't know what you know, every fight's different. Every fight, you know, and the science behind it. And the mathematical equations of well, this guy beat this guy, but that guy beat this guy, but then this guy beat that guy, but that guy beat this right. guy. You have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. And, and and again, and I've said it a million times, and I forgive the redundancy, but just the fact that you get so many fights that you want to see is what keeps it interesting. Now, you've only had uh, you've had an eight month layoff since that last fight. Why, why was it such a long layoff? Were you injured, or did you just not uh, have a good fight for you, for yourself? No, nothing. Nothing came about. Yeah, you know I mean, I. They, I, I asked him for a few months off. I was I tried to fight in March, but they said no. So they said May. I said no problem. And what do you so. think about the rest of the division? I mean, they recently announced uh, Verdum against Alistair Overeem, uh, and there's some amazing fights. Uh, Mark Hunt is uh, is fighting Derek Lewis, and uh, and Francis Ngannou. The heavyweight division is is pretty incredible right now. Yeah, I mean they're all good fighters. I mean they're all big boys. They all hit hard. I mean anything can happen on any night, you know. So uh, you know we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. But right now I'm more about junior, you know. Yeah. I think you. I mean, you looked great in that first fight, and obviously, any mistakes you made the first fight, uh, I'm sure you have worked very, very hard to correct. And I know you desperately want to avenge this loss and retain your belt. I'm going to. All right. Well, I have faith. Uh, good luck, Stipe. I, 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 you're one of my favorite fighters, and uh, I will talk to you after the fight. Have a great fight in Dallas. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a great day. All right, buddy. Take care. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. Yes. Was there anything I should have asked him that I didn't? No. I, I think, think you got through it. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. When a guy's already fought, you know, you kind of know what to expect in the fight. It's just, we'll, we'll see what the outcome is. Oh, it's going to be a great fight. fight. was so good. Yeah. Both of these guys are fucking nuts to get in the ring with the other one. It's right. the last thing I'd want to do if I was JDS is fight this animal again, or if I was him, fight JDS again. Right. JDS literally looked like he was wearing a, a JDS mask. <laughs> yeah. He's saying that, you know, that's a thing too, I think. That's one of the worst beatings I've ever seen a face take. And, and Junior's been through a few of those. Kane Velasquez has, you know, t- beaten him up a couple of times. So that's, you know. We'll see. Steve Bate to me seems like he'd be the fresher fighter just in terms of What's of the age between? I, I don't know the age of those guys. It's got to be pretty similar. But and Junior, oh, I forget. Yeah, he's been, what is he, 3-3 three and three in, in his last six fights? Yeah. So he's been a little up and down. Right, but two of those, again, two of those are to Kane Velasquez. So it's like anybody can right. lose to Kane. Uh, Junior is 33 and Steve Bate is 34. I didn't realize Steve Bate was older. Wow. Maybe I just have been more aware of Junior for a longer time. Yeah. Um, Damian Wyatt. Now he responded to Tyron Woodley's comments last week on this program. We had Dean Thomas in, who was a lovely man, if I can say that. Sure. I told Stipe, you're a tall, handsome man. What's wrong with me? <laughs> it's all right. I was just trying to say why in Hollywood. Right. I sound like a fawning fangirl. You're a big, strong man who could hold anybody. Why don't you go out and do some motion pictures? <laughs> I really am a fucking idiot. But uh, Tyron called in. And uh, told us nothing, by the way, about who he was going to fight. No, he didn't. Gave us no information. Um, and Tyron talked about the Maya fight against uh, Jorge Masvidal. And he said that he thought it was a mistake. Right. 
So um, Damian Maya responded. Uh, he doesn't know why I made this decision. He doesn't know the kind of situation that went down. So it was an unfortunate comment. And also, I see that pattern in him. He never knows if he wants to be a nice guy or an arrogant guy or a guy who promotes himself or a good guy. He can't go in one direction. I think this lack of confidence, uh, coherence only hurts him. I think that's why he's a champion who doesn't have a lot of charisma. Ooh, that's like Ooh. the most shit-talking Damian Maia's going to do, but that's yeah, good I for mean, him. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to give credit where that was heard. On this program, Yeah, Dean Thomas made that happen. And uh, look, I don't know if he has a lot of charisma or not. I mean, guys like him, Demetrius Johnson, they're pretty much... I mean, he's obviously got a personality, but I think they're more comfortable once you know them. They're very... What's the word? Meat and potatoes type of guys when you interview them. They just get to the facts. This is what I got to do. Right. This is what I got to, you know, not do cowboy. You know, he's fishing. <laughs> He'll talk about fucking girls and looking for the pink taco, whatever it is he talks about. You know, there's just different personalities right. um, make up these fights. We all like the Connors and the guys that talk shit because they're easier to interview. They're yeah, more fun because you get sound bites out of them. Um, he says, I think it's the number one contender fight, at least for me. I think if I win with seven wins in a row, I deserve a shot, and I think he's right. But I don't know, because everything has been so crazy, we have no way of knowing. I'm no longer falling into this trap of losing focus on the fight. My title fight's next Saturday. That's the most important thing. The rest is just consequence. My title fight is next Saturday. Okay, so he was saying... Yeah, Maya's saying against Masvidal. That's his title fight. fight. Yeah. Okay. He was saying, oh, pardon me, I feel like I'm going to yawn. Oh, God. Oh, God, I came late last night. That'll wipe me out. Yeah. Some guys, Matt will talk about sometimes getting late in the morning. I don't know how he does it. I'm not a big morning person no? generally, no. Do you, what, does your wife want to have sex in the morning or no? I mean, she she would probably rather that, yeah. I'm, I'm more of a night owl type of person, so. The morning breath. No, I don't know how guys do it. Like, it kills me. I'm out of commission for a good 13 hours. Yeah. After I do that. Right. Oh, plus, you know, I got to go and I have bushes in my pants get it <laughs> some of the bushes yeah. uh gsp has said mr bisping i cleared my schedule to get ready for training camp after the summer so i can fight you anytime after october you pick the date let's get on it and chris and i talked about this before the fight what the fuck is that his training camp after the summer right yeah i'm not sure why? i don't know why do we have to wait well, I would think, right, especially because they did the press conference and everything, you would think that he would already be in camp and kind of getting ready. And there's been videos out of him training, so I'm not sure why it would you know, take that long. What but. do you think it is? I don't know. I mean, I know he has to go through the USADA uh, protocol, which I'm sure he's going to be Hasn't he been doing that, that or no? Well, I think there's this different process when you come out of retirement, which he technically was retired, so it has to get restarted. Not that there's, I don't think there's going to be any issues there, but I'm, I'm personally surprised that he's not already training what's ready. bj penn fighting uh Seaver? uh let me see and that's not a main event is it i i'm not sure and have they announced a main event for uh cody and uh tj dillashaw nope still up in the all air. right well after october the main event is not going to be gsp bisping like we thought it might be this is the july 8th card correct yes for cody and tj who's the main event of that fight who do you think I really don't know. Um, you know, everybody was kind of hoping it was going to be Cormier Jones, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Yeah, I would love to know who is possibly going to fight on that card. Um, maybe they don't know yet. Maybe they want to see what happens. We're already in May. Right. 
So they have to announce two guys that are in some kind of shape. Yeah. I mean, I would bet that, you know, I don't know anything personally, but I, I would bet that they already kind of know what, what it's going to be. They just haven't announced it yet. Who do you think? It's not Connor. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this September 16th thing went away. I, I doubt that Connor would want to have a fight before Why the not? fight. I think he's going to have to wait to see if that's going to get made or not made. and then Maybe he knows. It. My jaw really hurts. What's the matter? Well, you know. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just as sore. Talk a lot. I wonder if um, if they say that they're not going to fight because Daniel lost the September date. Right. So if he fights in July, July 8th, he could fight in October. Couldn't he in November for a boxing match? Yeah. I mean, I, to me, I would think it'd be the other way around, though, because he's probably not. The odds of Connor getting hurt in a fight against Floyd is probably. It's much more likely he get hurt in an MMA fight than a, a boxing match. I know, but he might just be tired of waiting. Yeah. But that's the problem with boxing. Again, I've said it a lot, and forgive that I don't have Matt. Jimmy! <laughs> I miss Matt. I do too. Jimmy, oh. what are you doing? It's the, not a good match. The Dennis Seaver uh, BJ Penn fight is in June 25th. It's the Oklahoma City card, and it's Michael Chiesa versus Kevin Lee is the main event in that okay. card, which is a nice fight. And that's the co-main? The co-main is uh, Tim Boach versus Johnny Hendricks. Oh, that's a good fight. Yeah. Well, they're not even the co-main, huh? No, but I think that's okay. It's like... What about Robert Whitaker's going to do next? Mm. What do you think after that fight? Well, the, yeah, see, now that's an interesting thing, too, because Bisping saying he'd fight him just to piss off Ro- Yoel Romero. So He hates Yoel Romero. Yeah. called him a cheating scumbag. <laughs> I really love the fact that Big Bisping will call someone a cheating scumbag. Yeah. I don't think he wants to fight Romero, though. No, I know I, mean, I don't. Yoel Romero is one of the scariest guys in the... I mean, the, he might be the most the scariest guy in that division. So Scarier than Jacare? Uh, I don't know, man. Even though Jacare just lost... Right. It's just the explosiveness of Romero. It's like he can do nothing for three rounds and all of a sudden he, you know, knees you in the head and knocks you out, as, you know, with wide men. He, he does it all the time. That so. is true. He was losing that fight. Yeah. He was losing that fight. So when are we going to get Yoani and Jacek on the phone? Uh, she should be calling any minute Should now. we call her or no? No, because she's at ESPN, so they're kind of like... And that's between. where Stipe is. So they're both right. doing their ESPN interviews. Yeah. So do we have Stipe before he talked on ESPN or after? Um, yeah, because this will come out tomorrow. So. I cannot wait for the, for the next Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. We get good. them in advance, by the way. Oh, but I apologize. Apparently, we blew it for people in Europe who haven't seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry, guys. That wasn't intentional. Next time we do that, we will tell you we're about to do it. Um, and we'll talk after. I did wasn't on purpose. Well, we should just say, you know, if we're going to talk about this in the next few minutes. Skip ahead or whatever. Yeah, there's got to be a signal. If I go like this, mm-hmm. that's the signal. We're going to talk about it. Uh yeah, I'm enjoying oh, it too, man. It's a good season. It's a great season. I love how fucking disgusted these guys are with each other because it's real. Right. It's legitimate dislike. Um, I wonder if they ever make up. I mean, is there any way to fix that? I guess there is, right? There's a way to fix it. Well, yeah, they're going to fight, so we'll see. You, you know, for the most part, after a fight, there's a little bit of, you know, you have to gain respect for the person. The only two that I ever <laughs> that I ever fight and don't gain respect for each other after is Dominic Cruz and Uriah Faber. I feel like they're fine for like four minutes, and then the the press conference, they're still mad at each other. No, wait a minute. Am I stupid? Is Lawler Cowboy the headline event? No, that's, that's just not on, the main event. No, uh, that's also July eighth. Yeah, that's Another, official now. Yep. Um, and Verdum. Oh, is it uh, Verdum Overeem? Not the main event. No. That's no. Come on, <laughs> stop no. it. Pettis, Jim Miller. Oh, these are, I didn't realize these were all yeah. the whole Nevada card. Okay. So who the fuck's the main event? I guarantee it's going to be Verdum over him. No? No, it's not a championship fight. No. Neither is Lawler Cowboy. 
Right. Jesus Christ, is Pettis, Jim Miller, Anthony Pettis, Jim Miller, the first fight on the main card? And then Lawler, Cowboy, Verdum, Overeem, um, TJ against Cody for the Bantamweight Championship, and then a main event? Right. Uh, Cyborg? I don't know. Maybe Cyborg finally fights. Who would she fights. fight? I don't know. Didn't they have anybody? Uh, it's not going to be Jermaine Duranime against Holly or any of that stuff. Not a rematch on that. No, because Holly's scheduled to face uh, Besh Kohea. Right, okay. They're fighting in Singapore. So It's interesting. I wonder a lot if it's of- Cyborg. Ronda's not going to fight again. Right? No, I don't think so. Or do you think that she's trying to come back and fight? To me, the the she could if she wanted to. But I, to me, the issue is she'd have to fight somebody not in the top three, four, f- five. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. She's coming off two losses. So she'd have to fight somebody in a, you know, lower in the rankings. But that doesn't really make sense for somebody with her, like of her name, you know? If she ever fights again, and she may not, my advice that she does not ask for, do press. Mm. Go out and address the ugly elephant in the room. Get rid of it. Yeah. Just talk about it. Vomit it up. You know, talking things out helps. It does. Just getting rid of it. But it's not going to be her. So it's not going to be me. Not going to be Connor. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of babbling about who this main event is, but I'm dying to know. Yeah. Why don't we try to get Dana White on the phone and ask him who this main event is going to be? Okay. Yeah. Let's call him. We'll call him right now. So we have Yolanda calling in how long? Because I wonder if we should call Matt. I would love to chat with Matt briefly. Um, but yeah, we could do that. I'm concerned because um, I just got a text from Matt. Oh. Uh, I'm, I, an hour ago, I didn't see it. Sorry, Matt. Sorry to leave you hanging there, homie. But you don't want what I got. Caught a virus from the kid on the bowl as I text this. Get him on the phone, please. Yeah. Can we call Matt? Uh, I'm. W- I, let's give it a couple of minutes because Yoana is supposed to call, so I don't want to have her call and then be on the phone. Okay, right, she's but. over at ESPN. Yeah. I'm going to say to her, Yoana, uh, so you are from Poland, and do you get back often? Hmm. Good, good question. Good question. I wrote up a couple of questions for her as well. I always have a nice prep sheet, and Chris has a very effective prep sheet. I do want to know if she's friends with Dean Thomas. Yeah. She, she trains at ATT, correct? Yes. Uh, she's down there with Amanda Nunes and Tyron Woodley. And That's a great fucking... Uh, yeah, Masvidal. Great gym, man. Oh, Masvidal's there too? Yeah. Wow, they train a lot of good fighters. By the way, uh, I know Chael is fighting for um, Bellator in the Garden. I love Chael Sonnen. I love him. And I didn't know that Chael on his podcast, have you heard his podcast? He's really great. I've been interviewed on it before. He's a great interviewer. He's a really smart guy. But him and his fucking co-host, I didn't know this happened. This is probably old news. They kept blowing up at each other. Oh, really? And eventually the guy left. The guy, it was, I forget his name. It was Jorge. I don't remember. I don't want to misquote the guy's name. But him and Chael, if you ever listen to Chael Sonnen's podcast, very entertaining guy. And again, as you know about Chael Sonnen, he's a good talker. He's a smart communicator, but he's a good radio guy too. Like he knows how to host a podcast. He knows how to paint a good picture, but he's the more even keeled. It's like Nick DiPaolo is a comedian in Nick DiPaolo who's known for, you know, he doesn't tolerate any shit from the audience, but Nick's a good radio guy. Like Nick knows how to run. Chael does as well. Who is his host? It's quit? Joel Super. Oh, sorry, Joel. I called yeah. you a whole Jorge. Uh, when did he quit? Um, Seems like February, maybe. It says explodes on Chael. Yeah, yeah, yelling at him. Yeah. So I went back and I was just listening to Chael, Joel fights. <laughs> I wouldn't want that kind of tension, I don't think. You know, I've been on, I was on Opie and Anthony for a long time and you'd have weird moments, but not many fights. Right, I mean, I Opie, not say, many yeah. fights. You know, occasionally, 
you know, one every year and a half or something. But you don't want a lot of that. Like, you don't want to go to work every day and argue with no. the guy you're working with or have him undermine you or feel like you're undermining him. Right. But there are fights we're entertaining. Well, we, everyone likes to listen to a good argument. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, what do you think would happen if you and Matt got into an argument? Like a real one. I don't know, man. I love Matt. Yeah. It, it would be, we, we would squash it. Matt's a, Matt doesn't seem like a big grudge guy. No. So it would depend on what it was about. I can't see us fighting about anything really because uh, I like him a lot and I would just go, all right, man, I don't want to fight. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to argue with Matt. And I, I can't think of anything that we would necessarily argue about. We get along great. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, he's just a friendly, lovely guy. We're going to argue with Matt about who's nicer. He wins. Right. He's eating little treats when I walk in. Jimmy, have some. Just <laughs> a good guy. Yeah. Who no, gets really mad is. at Matt Sarah? You know, everyone likes this guy except Matt Hughes. Right. And he doesn't like Matt either. So, but it's nice to be doing a podcast with a popular guy because everywhere I go now, I have a certain um, street cred just because I hang out with Matt Sarah. Right. So people don't want to be a dick to anybody that Matt likes because they're like, if if you if Matt doesn't like you, you have to be an ass. I think that's the feelings, at least. Yeah. About, you know. No, absolutely. I think. Are we going to call Matt at the end of this? I mean, I'd like to call. I mean, well, I would have called him, but we're, we're waiting on you. He was on the bowl, so he might be in bed. Yeah. I think we should have called him anyway until she called, but yeah. wait till I tell him next, uh, in a few days, that Chris is a producer. I want to play that. I tried to get Matt on the phone. Well, I'll see Joanna. <laughs> What's the other read I got to do? Oh, we could do it. We gotta, Why don't I do that read? Got a quick uh, zip recruiter. Oh, cool. They're actually a really good product. Yeah, absolutely. Give yeah. me that. So, my apologies to my dear friend, Matt Sarah. I tried to get you. And Chris, the producer, uh, said, Ixnay on the Sarah Matt call A. I don't even know if that's good pig Latin. No? Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Are you hiring? No, uh, I'm just doing the ad. Oh. So organic. But uh, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidate? I, I don't. I'm doing the ad. Oh. Posting your job in one place. Look, you all know this. It's not enough to find quality candidates. It's not 1950, my friends. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. You post once, watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. No juggling emails, no calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and by thousands of small, medium-sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com unfiltered. That's ZipRecruiter.com unfiltered. One more time to try it for F-R-E-E, that's free, ZipRecruiter.com unfiltered. Now, this is what an asshole I am. I say that once in a while. But I, oh, I just asked a question that I can't remember. remember. What was I just talking about? If you want the perfect hire on all the top job sites. Oh, and I said something. It reminded me of when I introduced Ozzy Osbourne. I don't remember what just happened. This is what a boob. I'm a big Ozzy fan. Back in 2009 or 10, the Sunset Music Festival. It might have been 2010. Sharon, I've gotten to know Ozzy, uh, and I know Sharon, and Sharon said, we're doing a tribute for Ozzy at the House of Blues. We'd love you to do it with it. It was a great honor. Right. You know, I love the Osbournes, my favorite people, hands down, across the board. So I said, yes, I'd be very honored to do that. So I go out to 
the House of Blues in Los Angeles. Myself, Billy Morrison is the host. He's um, played in the cult, plays for Billy, Billy Idol. Tommy Lee is doing it. Billy Bob Thornton, myself, uh, a couple of other uh, Ozzy's friends. I don't remember who else. And it was a really fun tribute. Ozzy speaks at the end. We take what is my, oh, Henry Rollins, my favorite group photo ever. It's me with all those guys. It's like a bunch of celebrities and starstruck jerk off. <laughs> I really should have this picture blown up. It's such a beautiful photo and have everybody sign it, but I won't. So I, uh, Sharon says to me, because it went so well, she goes, would you, like to, would you like to introduce Ozzy on stage? He was doing a gig on Sunset Boulevard. They closed Sunset and Ozzy was performing. And I was like, I would love to introduce Ozzy on stage. Now, I know I can't say, is Joanna calling in? No, I'll I'm just you. glancing over you. Chris looks at the phone, and I was afraid and slightly hoping you would cut my story off. No, I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. Um, for There's no reason to be. But the radio fans ridiculed me, because there is audio of it. It's so bad. I got panicked. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I'm not a good hype man. I'm not good at getting people hyped up or excited for anything. Okay. So I went on stage. And I'm trying to get the crowd hyped up, and I'm like, "This ain't a. Come on, are you guys ready? This ain't a Barry Manilow concert. <laughs> Is that oh, no. fucking awful? I mean, did people react? How did they react to that? The crowd? They cheered, but I saw in their eyes they were like, <laughs> "You douchebag." Yeah. <laughs> I got. I was ridiculed. For years, yeah, I've done nothing but embarrass myself around Ozzy Osbourne. That's the, well, because it's it's you're starstruck by him. My, my favorite, it's not even starstruck anymore because I've sat with him enough times. I've gotten to go to gigs in his car with him, where we talk for an hour there and an hour oh, back. Okay. So I've got so, but it's you're you're never not aware who you're talking. It's like, it's like right, but it's not as starstruck anymore just because you you when you're around somebody a few times you kind of become comfortable in their energy. Yeah. But it's still him, right? And I still love him. And I don't want to fuck it up. And all I do is fuck it up. Humiliating. Or the time I taught, I'm just kind of just stalling now until Joanna calls in. Even though I would rather have been talking to Matt. But uh, I know. We Chris, the producer, it. said no. I tried to get him on the phone. And Chris, the producer, said uh, fucking put Matt on the pay no mind list. Which yeah. I didn't like. Hey, Chris, the producer. Um, I, I just make a fool. Oh, one time. I talked British. Uh, I remember you, that. You've heard that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if our, the fans of this podcast know it, but Ozzy asked me a question. I, back then, I don't know. I didn't know if Ozzy really knew who I was. He would see me a lot, but you never expect Ozzy to know who you are. And I said one time, I was interviewing Rob Zombie, and I said, all I want is for Ozzy Osbourne to remember my name. And he goes, never going to happen. I've been on tour with him. He doesn't remember my name. <laughs> so it made me laugh. And I'm like, all right. So one time Ozzy walks in, uh, on the air, and he goes, man, you lost a lot of weight. You look fucking great. What have you been doing? The fact that he recognized that I've lost weight, and I was so panicked. I just said, uh, I was going to the gym, eating better, <laughs> and I talked in a foreign accent. Like, I don't know what happened to this day yeah. that I fucking spoke in a foreign accent, and it wasn't even, an, he's not Irish. He's British. I spoke in an Irish accent to my favorite person of all time. Um, I know right now that people are probably on... Uh, you know, everybody, this podcast really needs Matt. Look, I didn't have time to get a co-host. Not that me and Chris don't enjoy each other. Right. But give me a fucking break, people. Usually I have a guy here that bounces things off of besides Chris, so there's usually three of us. It's usually a triangulation. Right. Well, I'm not trying to, like, step in Matt's shoes, you know. No, but you could chat as much as you like. Well, I you. do want to speak. Oh, look at this. Jim Norton's favorite fighter. He's one of them. Not my favorite. 
Uh, but I was on the Ngannou bandwagon before most UFC fans. Let's be real honest. Absolutely. Uh, Francis made a big announcement about his training uh, on Twitter, the Predator. He says, I'm officially moving to Las Vegas and getting ready for the next level. Who do you think he fights next? I don't know. I mean, you know, the Derek Lewis thing made sense, but obviously now he's... Lewis is fighting Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Stipe is fighting Junior. And you have, um, of course, now Alistair Overeem is fighting Verdum. Right. I mean, the only one that doesn't have a fight is Kane. Kane Velasquez. That's who he said he wants. Right. Ooh. <laughs> that's a tremendous... Yeah. I almost... As much as I do want that fight, because I love both of these guys, so I love Cain Velasquez. I can never root against Cain Velasquez. Yeah, I mean, He's such an animal. But I love Francis, too. I would hate to see that fight because one of them has to lose it. Right. Well, the, here's the, the thing about that fight. If Cain's not healthy... When Cain's healthy, 100% healthy, he's probably the most dangerous guy in that division. In the I mean, world. Uh, in, in the world. In the world, honest. right? Uh, Francis is still young in the game, but he looks incredible. I mean, he's just so strong. So... If it was going to happen, I'd, you'd need Kane to be healthy, and maybe Francis needs a little bit more experience, but who knows? Yeah, and, and look, I mean, the reality is Junior did knock out Kane with a shot on the top of his head. Right. So, I mean, Kane can be beaten yeah. and knocked out, um, and Ngannou, I think, hits harder than JDS. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, maybe I'm comparable, but I do think he probably is a harder punch. It seems like he throws not with the same speed, not with the same... Yeah, the same technique, right? It's like a little... Yeah. Junior's a much crisper boxing, but... Good word. Crisper, he certainly is. Yeah. So I'm looking at the list. Who could he fight? Do they put him against uh, Arlovsky or Travis Brown? Well, he just beat Arlovsky. Oh, I'm sorry, Travis Brown. Yeah. Uh, who do they put him against? I don't know. I mean, the only one at this point that makes sense, just because there's nobody else matched up, is Kane. Struve? But, um, Even though he's ranked higher than Struve? That'd yeah. be actually fight? It'd be a fun fight. I don't know. You know, it doesn't make sense necessarily for Ngannou to go back down. You know what I mean? Back up the uh, the the ranking. So I don't know. I want to see him fight Kane. Yeah, I me too. See that fight. Well, I we're going to see it eventually. You think so? Sure. Yeah. Well, how long is Kane out for? He had back surgery. I'm not sure. Well, they were saying that he's he's training sporadically, but he's not in the gym all the time. He's got other stuff that he's working on. We could have been on, on the so. phone, Matt, for 15 minutes. Right? I know. I apologize. This is a... We could have just told him we got to go. All right, you want to just call him? Quick? No, it's too late now. Okay, too late now. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell Matt that uh, we were going to call. I'm gonna. This is the uh, this is the voice text. Hold on. All right. Hi, Matt. It's Jim. Comma. I am on the air. Period. We were going to call you, but Chris, the producer, said no. Period. <laughs> uh, so okay, let's see what Matt has to say about that. He's not going to be thrilled about that. He texted me at 2.30 in the morning, and he said, you know, I didn't want to wake up Jimmy, but you're He's the producer. He's a good guy. He cares yeah. about me, and he cares about uh, the well-being of this podcast, Yeah, and we could have got him on the phone, and uh, I, know. I don't know why you put the kibosh on that. <laughs> well, because, I mean, Joanna's a little bit late now. Obviously, she's doing stuff at ESPN. How, long, but, how, how late is she? Uh, 15, 20 minutes. That's very late. Yeah. So we're not calling anybody? Chris? I did. I've been, I've been texting with Josh. What's he saying? I mean, he's not at ESPN, but he's saying, should they're running behind, they'll be right there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Matt has responded. Boo. Where's the booze? Uh, so listen, folks. Um, I wanted to to call Matt Sarah, but Chris, the producer, said no. Wait, go back and hear that again. I want to hear the fucking whatever awful voice actor did this. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Oh. 
the fuck was that? I don't know. He's overacting. He really is overacting. Yeah. Sometimes you watch. It's fun in a movie to watch the extras in a movie. I wonder if Matt saw Guardian of the Galaxy, by the way. I have zero interest to see that stupid shit. Yeah, that's, I haven't seen either, either one of them. But you ever watch the extras? Sometimes they're so bad. The extras are so bad. I love watching the action around. Around the, the main, main thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Someone told me that when they do extra stuff, they just kind of say each of the peas and carrots, carrots and peas, peas and carrots, carrots and peas. Like just so it looks like Oh, like talking. the conversation in the background, yeah. I have to pee. All right. We'll I'm going to piss break. my pants literally at this point. We'll take a break. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. You Can know. I give a shout out to somebody here? Go ahead. Quick. Somebody sent me a, uh, a message on Instagram. Very saucy Corsi, which is a hockey reference. He says, good day, Chris, the producer. I reckon you should get a seat next to Jim and Matt. Good enough compliment for a shout out this week? Sure. There you go. You should get a seat next to us where? Like, you know, as part of the, sh- you know, the show. Well, you Even are. though I am here. Right. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think we have? Him? What do you think? He's sitting on a fist. <laughs> He's on a chair across from me. I actually look at him more than Matt. Yeah. Matt's usually to my left. If we have a guest there to my right, I'm in the middle. We do that just so the guest doesn't have to look back and forth right. all the time. Because I know Matt would be making smart jujitsu points. And I would be good just sitting on the outside, fucking looking at porn. <laughs> my stupid computer. That would distract Matt, though. What? Just anything anything that happens is distracting. Matt has ADD. By the way, we could have had Matt on for 40 minutes. <laughs> I know. I texted him and I apologized. What did you say? I just said, you know, it was my fault. We were he running late on. Yeah, I know. And fucking Chris, you know, you don't want me on the show. Oh, I hope Matt gives it to you. I felt like we had a nice moment. You know, when he texted me, he was sick. He was feeling a little vulnerable. I was like, you feel better, buddy. Don't worry about it. And now he's going to be mad at me. Why wouldn't he be? I'm mad at you. Yeah. Could have had my friend on and talked a little bit, a little co-host jibber jab. (laughs) I could have got a comedian to come on today, but he doesn't watch UFC. Who are you going to try to get? Rich Voss, who I love. Oh, yeah. I wish he did watch UFC. I need, I've tried to turn so many comedians onto it. I want Louie to start watching UFC so I can get him to fucking private plane me out to Vegas with him. <laughs> He's a big uh, Golovkin fan. He took me to the, I told you, the garden to see that fight. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get some of my more successful friends into it. Right. What do you think it is? It's just like there's so many things that they have to follow. <clears throat> I don't know. Like what makes me love it so much? I don't know. Why do I like Steve Miocic? I don't know. Why do I like Francis Ngannou? Um, I have no idea what it is that makes me like the sport. I guess because I have access to it, so I've gotten to know them and I've invested in them by watching them. Why do I like Frankie Edgar? Because I know him. And he's right. a nice guy. Yeah. So it's like watching a guy you like beat somebody up. Who the fuck doesn't want to watch one of their friends kick someone's ass? Yeah, Frank is one of my favorites, man. Yeah, he's just he's never out of a fight. He's tough. He never whines about anything. More time in the octagon than anyone. Yep. He's just never fucking bitches. Never belly aches. He'll fight anybody. He really will fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. And, you know, they all say that. And, again, I would, too, if I was one of them. But then I thought today, or was it last night in the shower, whatever it was, I was thinking about Jose Aldo, appropriately. Yeah. And uh, I remember he had a shot at fucking a rematch of Connor, and he turned it down mm-hmm. because he wasn't ready. Well, there you go. You had your shot. Who was it that got hurt? It was, don't tell me, because he wound up fighting Chad Mendez. Wait, was that when Aldo got hurt? He fought Chad Mendez? Right. But after the uh, thing, fight, who was he supposed to fight? I, I don't know. That got hurt. Oh, damn it. Let me see if I can remember. I want to say that it was a featherweight fight. Don't tell me. Let me just look at these names and see. Was it Frankie Edgar? 
No, I don't God think God damn the thought of me. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Maybe, was it? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know who it was. Dos Anjos? Was it? Oh, the, it was the Dos Anjos. Yes, it, it was, was when Dos Anjos pulled Okay. Yeah. And then he ended up fighting Nate. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Nate beat him. Right. In the second round, right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, that could have been Jose Aldo getting his rematch. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't ready. And now the fight never came back. Sometimes these guys got to just. It was like when OSP stepped in to fight Jones. He lost, but man, he raised his profile. Right. Well, now Aldo would have to move up to lightweight to fight Connor. Would Connor would have come back down back then, do you think, to featherweight? I don't know. Maybe. Or, or if Jose was heavier, he could have fought at lightweight. Right. But then again, he wasn't a lightweight champion at that point. No. So it would have been a featherweight fight. Yeah, well, at that point, it was going to be a featherweight fight. Right. But then Connor just moved up to 170. And yeah, he did jump a whole lot. Yeah. I guess he was in the middle. He could have went either way. Right. Um, all right, well, I don't know if she's calling in. We've been stalling and waiting. I know, it does seem like a while. We just... I love Joanna. I, I think she's one of my favorite fighters. But something's going on at ESPN that she cannot get away from. And I don't know if she's doing a live, on-air interview. So I guess we call it, um, not for lack of trying, she's a half hour late. Which, yeah. again... No, that's fine. Schedules got screwed up. I love her. We had Stipe Miocic. And hopefully we can get her on uh, in the next one before the fight. Who do we have next week? We have Frankie Edgar. We have who in studio? Uh, we have Frank Grillo. What happened between you and Rose Namajunas? I'm warming up for one. You want to call? Oh, I was going to say nothing. Me and Rose get along famously. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not next week. We have Frank. It's this, this, this episode. Yeah, this, this Thursday. Week. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen. Matt, feel better. Thank you to Stipe Miocic for calling in. And uh, again, go to jimnorton.com for my overseas dates. The Chip Chipperson podcast is up. It's absolute idiocy. People like it. And you can go to riotcast.com and watch it. And uh, thank you, Chris, for helping out today. And uh, I'm sure Joanna just got caught up doing what it is she was doing. So who the fuck? Do I, it might be 10 different interviews she's yeah. doing today. All right. We'll see you Wednesday or Thursday. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.